Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. I am joined by my guy, Tron Carter, Mr. TC. How are we today? Hey, big. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, still still reeling from the events of, of yesterday, Monday, August 23rd, 2021, a day that will live in infamy, complete black swan event. But of course. What can you do? Of course, you're referring to Big Tone's win at the... Of the Northern Trust, but we move on. TC, we're professionals. We carry on. It's a new week. Not not as many directions that we could have gone this week. The Corn Ferry guys are in Columbus. If we're not going to talk to Big Nut, we don't want to talk to anybody from Columbus. Yeah, we're going. You know, I'm going to Baltimore to experience it for myself later this week. You've obviously been to Baltimore. We did a whole strap series about it. Yep. So yeah. that leaves there's us. No, uh, no place. That we're going to Switzerland. The, the Euro Tour is for, at Kranz Montana, I believe is how you pronounce it. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Kron. Kron. Kron Montan. Uh, so we're excited. Have a great guest. Uh, before we get to our guest, so any any housekeeping business we need to clear up? Any Anything that, that you're burning on currently, TC? Um, you know, I know, I know you're burning on Little League. I, Little League Baseball. It's the worst. I refuse to watch it uh, for however many consecutive years this is now. I think it's uh, borderline exploitative. It, it's just corny in kind of the worst ways. I, I, I'm i not against Little League Baseball. I love Little League Baseball. I just don't think it should be broadcast nationally on ESPN. Take it. I could not. Could not change the channel fast enough when that comes on. You know, I've heard I've heard Little League participation is is plummeting right now, which is is not a good thing. Kids are inside playing video games. Don't like that. No. But I, uh, you know, I know I, I can't I can't watch a Little League baseball on TV. I think the whole Little League World Series is is so so unwatchable. It's the worst. It's the worst. They should bring back guys like Danny Almonte. To spice things up, then you might get me. But yeah, was I was yeah. a huge fan. Yeah, huge fan of his work. He was throwing gas. Um, so, all right. That said, uh, what else? What else? What else? Not a whole lot, man. You know, I think we had a little bit of a Havana syndrome update. I guess there's there's been a few more cases pop up. Um, Did you see where the vice know. president's travels got delayed because of possible Havana syndrome? No. No, yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, her convoy was in Singapore or is in Singapore, and they were supposed to go over to Vietnam. And they, I, I, I got to read closer, but there was some, um, they feared a, a Havana syndrome, kind of a, a Havana attack in Vietnam. And so they, wow. they've stayed in Singapore now. I think they're, they are going to go to Vietnam, but they want to, Give it some time to to see what's up. Well, listen, as as we know, Singapore has a great airport. You know, a lot of a lot of good things going on there. Yes. Uh, 
Randy, there was an there, there was an injury last night in the uh, in the Saints Jags game. Ooh, tell Travis, me about it. Travis Etienne, Liz Franck injury, not what is, good. What is that? I have no idea, but it's not. I just know they're not good. So, uh, uh, well, T's and P's to to yeah. Travis. I was really Urban, really glad that really glad that Urban spent that 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 second first rounder on a running back though. I was gonna say I saw on Twitter Urban was trending last night. Was did the offense look bad? What what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if the offense looked bad. I know the defense looked bad, but you know that that's gonna happen against Jameis though. Jameis was absolutely slinging. Yeah. So uh, it's the Saints need to name him the starter. Like let's let's cut to the chase. Let's let's get Jameis a starting job. I could see Peyton doing something really, uh, really cute and being like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna name Ian Book as the starter. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, I was so happy to see your Falcons sign Josh Rosen. Ah, oh, huge! He wasn't out of work for long. I Rooting know, for him, man. I, uh, we both are. We both are. What's going on with Broncos? I no word on the quarterback competition yet. I I think the offenses looked really good. Bridgewater and Locke are slinging it. Um, I think they have to go with Locke, right? You kind of know what you have in Bridgewater. He's a great backup, can come in and play multiple weeks if if he has to, but I, I still think there's a little bit more upside there with with Drew Locke, but I have not heard definitively one way or the other. I you know, I think I think you gotta go back to the old Trent Dilfer idiom. You you cannot expect to start Teddy Bridgewater and win football games in the NFL. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, your boy Jamar Chase has a little bit of the drops. I'm not worried about him at all, though. No, we're not panicking yet. We're not panicking. I think, I, I, I think taking the 18 months off of football yeah. is probably more of a factor than people realized. Uh, so yeah, not not panicking yet, TC. I'm right there with you. I think he's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. So, you know, we're just <laughs> nope. going to be a little bit delayed in getting there. No pressure, no pressure. Yeah, gosh, football football season's sneaking up on us here. I think college starts this weekend, right? Oh God, does it? I don't know. I can't tell you much about it. TC, I'm, I'm next I'm, weekend. I think I think next weekend. I'm losing each year that goes by. I'm losing more and more interest in college football. I got to admit, Randy, you're preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir here. Can I say something? I think Naomi Osaka should fire her agent. Oh my God! Like we haven't really talked yesterday. About I know. So my guy, Paul Doherty, my mom's <laughs> favorite columnist for the Cincinnati Enquirer. Spiciest curmudgeon. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he got wrapped up. He asked Naomi Osaka at the Western Southern last week, you know, just the kind of exploring her mindset when it comes to, you know, she doesn't like talking to the media yet her platform and a lot of her, worldwide acclaim and her business ventures kind of rely on on some media outlets spreading her story and getting her in front of people and i thought it was a very fair question i thought he asked it in a way that was he, he you could almost tell he was kind of trying to be as sensitive as possible while asking i think a fair question i think osaka's initial response was like she she seemed interested in the question Broke down, though, uh, shortly after answering, had to step away. And then her agent just came in and was like, this was the most bullying question. This is yeah. disgusting. Trying to insinuate that Osaka, you know, is is a 
pawn or a product of, of solely the media. And it's like, dude, just shut up. Like, that's not what is happening. And further, like you and your team have, you, you are putting her in awful spots because the way she's been handled is not like lending a whole lot of sympathy to her cause, which I think is a good cause, a noble cause, an important cause. Um, I, I just think her team has really let her down. And the agent's diatribe, his hot take was just like, get it out of here, man. Like, well, shut like up. Same week where she's she's on the cover of yet another magazine. You know, and it's like, all right, like you're only gonna talk to media on your terms, or like what's you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't strike me as thought all the way through, you know? Right. And and I think that's part of like she's I don't know. I don't it to me, it seems like she's not getting the best of advice. And I would put that on her agent and some of her inner circle. So I just wanted to tee you up on that, Randy. I know that's been, it's yeah. been bugging you. Mr. Poosh apologize, formally apologized to us. Which was very cool. Mr. Poosh is so gracious in that. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. Um yeah, what, what else? else? I don't think anything. I haven't done you know what? It's just been hot here in Florida. Um we had that uh you know, some rain roll through from the tropical storm slash hurricane. But, you know, overall, we're just, we're just, it's the dog days of dog days of August right now, Randy. Uh, I did see, it sounded like the Duval County school board meeting was pretty lit yesterday. Yeah, my, my guy, Nate Monroe was, 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 he was given the blow by blow of it. Did you attend that as a concerned citizen? I did not. I did okay. not. Okay. Uh, my, my son, Freddie goes to, goes to, a Catholic school near our house. So I'm, 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 I'm not a stakeholder there. The Marist School of, of Jacksonville. <laughs> that guy. Uh, yeah, Nate Monroe. Check out his tw- his his, uh, his Twitter threads from from yesterday. Some some Nate, inter- Nate the Great Monroe. Yeah, some interesting stuff going on. Um, all right. Well, let's. You know, we we don't need to force it this week. I think. Um, we, we told the folks we're going to Switzerland. We have an awesome guest. We did try to effort Roger Federer. He said, thanks, but no thanks. And of course, a classy manner. Uh, any, anybody else that we were particularly interested in though, TC? Uh, Swiss beats. Yes. <laughs> but he, he was not, he was not available. Uh, no, you know what? We didn't effort a whole lot of people because Pascal has been on our radar for five or six months. Oh, yeah. I raised I really, his hand and said, Hey, I want the ball. I'm going to score. Yeah. We, we did effort. One guy we did, though, was Sepp Blatter, who I know is your absolute boy. Big fan. Big fan of his work. The old, the old, FIFA really everybody head. from the FIFA, IOC, all that stuff. You know, I love, love uh, the corporatization and corruption in, in, in sports. Yeah. Huge fans. Huge fans. Uh, but yeah, Pascal has, uh, you know, friend of the pod, been on our been on our radar. He's got um, he's got a really crazy anecdote, which obviously he'll get into and, and ties into one of our sponsors today. I will tease that a little bit, uh, but beyond that, just a, an interesting guy, awesome energy, was so much fun to talk to him and uh, get a little feel for you know Switzerland, which I think is a really interesting country, TC. Very, very interesting. I want to apologize right off the top to the people of, of Bern. 
who were uh, it's going to be a tough you know, episode for them. They get they get they, they get burned pretty good if you multiple times during the episode. So apologies in advance there. Uh, I also want to just mention personally, you know, shout out to Switzerland. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, my family hosted a foreign exchange student from Switzerland. Uh, we still are in very close contact with her and her family. And so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, Switzerland's always been a fun, I've, I've been over there. I've stayed, I've stayed there. It's, it's, it's a really neat, beautiful country. That was lovely. All right, let's get to our interview. TC, have a great time up in Baltimore. I know you're going to be taking in the tournament. You're going to be meeting with some some refuge folks, some NLU folks. Should be a fun weekend for you. So tell everybody I said hi. And, uh, yeah, safe travels up to to Baltimore. Thanks, Big. I will. uh, I'm going to eat so many crabs. God, you're such a crab guy. I'm so happy for you. All right, here's, uh, without further ado, here is our interview with Pascal. Before we get to today's interview, I want to thank one of our sponsors. That is DraftKings Sportsbook. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. And to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Listeners, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TRAPDRAW, all one word, to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TRAPDRAW to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thank them very much for sponsoring the Trap Draw, and now on to our conversation. All right, join us now on the line somewhere in Switzerland. He'll tell us where. Uh, uh, this is a treat. Long time, first time. Pascal, um, first of all, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time it is, where you are, uh, and where are you coming from? Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for having me me it's an honor and a privilege um i live here in basel switzerland which is in the northwest of uh, switzerland which is probably most famous for for our uh, most famous export which is obviously roger federer just have <laughs> to put that in first that he's from basel not from the whole switzerland he belongs to us not to the rest of switzerland and uh yeah it's 7 p.m here um uh just got home and now have a lovely job with you guys looking forward to it Awesome. Well, you, you first came on our radar for a very interesting, specific reason, which I think we'll, we'll get into in just a bit. But before we get there, Tron, I'm going to make him power rank some stuff right off the top for us. I got so much stuff for him to power rank. Oh, so, oh, go ahead, oh, Randy. Shit. Okay. Right. So uh, Switzerland obviously sits in the middle of mainly uh, France, Germany, Italy. Pascal, you got to power rank the influences on Switzerland. Uh, between those three countries. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's an easy one 
of the back there. Thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> so I'd say it's pretty. It's actually yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd go with Germany in the first place because uh, Switzerland, the uh, the biggest uh, part, biggest speaking uh, speaking part is speaking German. So we gotta go there. Then we gotta go France because it's the second biggest with the second biggest influence, and then Italy. So Switzerland has four official languages. Uh, like I just mentioned, Germany being the biggest spoken part, which is where, where I'm from. Uh, Basel is actually to the border to Germany and France. So we kind of have both going on there. Uh, the French speaking part is always, obviously the second. Uh, they're way more relaxed than we are. Uh, here in, in the Swiss German speaking part here, if you miss the train by two minutes, uh, shit's going down. Um, in France, they tend to just, uh, in the Swiss, in the French speaking part of Switzerland, excuse me, they um, like their glass of white wine during lunch at work. So it's kind of more of the, uh, more of a relaxed atmosphere. And the Italians, they're just, yeah, drinking coffee all day. So it's like you're being in Italy. <laughs> where's the boy? Like where? Where's kind of the the delineation between the French influenced part of Switzerland? And I mean, is that just just west of you? Uh, so west of me is France. So from here, it's a little bit more south. It depends south, a yeah, bit on, the, on, the, on yeah. the topography. So everything north of the Alps is uh, kind of a, a Swiss German part. To the west of Switzerland, we have the Swiss Romandie, the, uh, the the French-speaking part, and literally to the south, we have um, we have the Italian-speaking part, which is called the Ticino. Um, then on the east, we have a, a canton which is called the Graubünden, which is the fourth language we have, which is called Romansch, which is a language you have. I think it's about 80,000 people still left speaking it here in Switzerland. No one understands it. Uh, when, when the news are on, it's like, like, like it's for deaf people. Like people are just arguing. You cannot tell a single word. You're not learning it in school. It's just either you inherit that language or you're done with it. <laughs> um, so that's the four languages. Yeah. Okay. And you know what, Randy, you're, you're doing Liechtenstein dirty. Because I, I believe Switzerland shares a border with Liechtenstein as well. We do. And Austria. You forgot Austria as well. Well, okay. I, so I knew that. But I, <laughs> I, I also know that like Liechtenstein doesn't really influence Swiss culture. Or maybe it does. I, I should ask you. But my understanding was it's, it's mainly Italy, Germany, and France that influence Swiss culture. Yeah. 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 We don't <laughs> need to talk about the Austrian state. Did way too much influencing already on this world. And uh, Liechtenstein is just, I could not tell you a single thing which Liechtenstein is famous for other than it being a, 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 a Fürstentum, or I don't even, I don't even know the word in, in English. Uh, yeah, it's just banks there, that's it. <laughs> so are you equally comfortable in French, German, and Italian? No, French I am. So when we grow up in school, we, here obviously we learn German. So Swiss German is not really an official language, so to speak. So it's kind of like a dialect from the original German, um, which we learn in school, which we have to speak in school. And then you learn French pretty quickly. 
you can choose Italian later on. I rather chose English because it made, made way more sense. And uh, so I don't speak Italian just a little bit, but I'm pretty fluent in French. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Power rank for me. I've been to Zurich. I've been to Bern. I've been to Basel. I've been to Lucerne, Lausanne. Power rank the big the big cities in in Switzerland for me. Oh, this is going to give me so much shit. This is going to hurt. Um, Listen, man. On, you're on, on the even, You didn't even mention on, Geneva. On, just. Geneva's got to be up there as well. I, so I, on, yeah, on yes, what, yes, absolutely. On what, what's what's the what's the uh, category? Is it just beauty? <laughs> is it people? Is it is it uh, how does the city look? Well, what's the what's the parameters? It's all, it's all of that, Pascal. It's it's yeah, it's all, your, it's, all of that. It's an all-encompassing your personal ranking of your favorite cities. Like, what cities are the best in your mind? Well, that's a tough one. All right, so I've got to start with Basel because I'm here. I'm from here, and we, like I mentioned before, we have Roger Federer. Uh, uh, so Basel is a nice. I like Basel because Basel is a, a little bit of a laid-back country uh, city. Uh, we have a lot of influence from obviously France and Germany, which makes it a lot of. Yeah, a relaxed country. We have a lot of art here. So the Art Basel, which probably some listeners know, is uh, is every year it's here. We have uh, lots of museums. We have, I believe, the oldest university in Europe. I think the second oldest in the world. So we have a lot of that going on. So Basel's number one. Does, Otherwise, does, I'm going to get can, killed. Yeah, can I just interject? Does Federer still keep a home there? Does he live there? Uh, he does have a home. His parents still live here. Okay. So they live uh, probably two kilometers from where I am right now. Okay. You also have a wonderful zoo. I don't. I don't want you to. We we do. We do the, have a zoo. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. We do have a lovely, very very lovely zoo. That's Switzerland. True. Switzerland's oldest and largest zoo. TC. Hey. There Big you go. pharma, Randy. Too. They got. They got fantastic architecture. Somewhat owing to uh, the Novartis headquarters. That's correct. True. The Novartis headquarters are here. The Roche um, uh, headquarters are here. I, think, I believe Syngenta and stuff is also here. Uh, so pharma, I believe, is it's the second biggest uh, export uh, good for Switzerland. So yeah, we got a lot of that going on. Uh, also, Albert Hoffman, who invented LSD, came from Basel. <laughs> nice. So that's a, that's just a nice to know. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so Basel's number one. Then I gotta go with Lucerne just because of the sheer beauty of it hmm. it's absolutely lovely to be there at the lake you have the mountains in the back um it's very very touristic that might be a minus but just the beauty of lucerne is amazing and as much as it hurts i gotta go with zurich wow zurich over burn wow and geneva yeah. i thought geneva would be higher geneva is right there with it geneva's right there geneva's lovely um especially with the lake and everything going on. But people are a bit, eh, they're like the Parisian in, in, in France. They're a bit stuck up. It seems fussy. Yeah, I've been to Geneva. It yeah, seems like yeah, yeah. very expensive. It's kind very, of like very French. Just, just, just very, very, very French, right? Yeah, very show off and just like okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more the more the more you have, the more you like to show it and we, I kind of like it a little bit more discreet. <laughs> Which brings me back to Zurich. They are obviously love to show up, but it's the I think it's yeah, it's a cosmopolitan city. It's beautiful. 
beautiful architecture at the lake. It's amazing. I think a lake makes so much of a city. Here in Basel, we don't have a lake. We have a river. We have the Rhine, which goes through. But a lake just gives you a different feeling. Like if you're a lot of people from Basel, they move to Zurich because they think Basel's too small. But yeah, Zurich's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's there is much more going on than, for instance, in Basel, Bern, or Geneva. You have a nightlife and everything. So that's cool. Uh, and yeah, and then Bern is just, yeah, even though it's the capital, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's very touristic. I have some family there. They, I hope they forgive me for putting it last, <laughs> but it's also they, they're, the cliche of Swiss people being slow comes from Bern. So they get they have to get a, at least one stroke for that. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we're just 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 putting you right into the fire here. So keep shooting, keep shooting, no problem. So 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 as far so like being from Basel, do you go um do you go on vacation down to like where do you tend to go? Do you do you go to Karans? Do you go to uh you know more more southeasterly? Where did, where's where where do you gravitate to? In Switzerland, you mean just in Switzerland? Switzerland. Yeah. Um, so it's in Switzerland, it's kind of you always have like this cliche holiday in the summer, you go somewhere, in the winter, you're going to go to the mountains. So, um, uh, fortunately, I grew up uh, in we have a, an apartment in the mountains, which is in Gstaad. So, uh, this is the Berner Oberland in the mountains of Bern. So, every year we go there. Um, Everyone grows up skiing and snowboarding here as soon as you can walk. So the winter you usually spend there. And uh, in, in the summers, it, it, it depends. If you go on holidays, you're, if I'm a little bit lucky that way. We have a, also a house on a lake, which is called the Murtensee, uh, which is um, it's a lovely, lovely little lake. It's not like the like the Geneva or uh, the Fjallalsjetersee at Luzern. It's very tiny compared to those two. And we always spent summers there. So three weeks vacation when I was little, we went to the, to the lake and in the winter we went to the mountains. So that was always kind of fun. And it's a great mixture in Switzerland. Everything's because it's so tiny. It takes you three and a half, four hours to go from A to B. And uh, so you can go everywhere basically. If you don't mind, what do, what do you do for work? Uh, right now, Randy's going to love that, I think. Uh, right now, I'm self-employed. I'm going to open up a ice cream parlor. Come on. Yes, I am. Really? <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, I, used to, I have an education in communications, planning, and PR, and um, used to work for different brand agencies. Um, then I kind of wanted to stop that. It used to work for a sporting TV rights company. It's kind of like Sky, but for Switzerland. And after that, now for the past year, after I had my, my episode, I think, which we're going to uh, mention a little bit later on. Um, uh, yeah, I just thought uh, you have to do what you want to do. And ice cream makes me happy. <laughs> oh, my God, it makes me happy, too. I love hearing that. <laughs> All right, so let's talk ice cream. What, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. Like, what's the best ice cream you've had? What makes good ice cream, in your opinion? Um, what's your strategy? I mean, you know. So, so our, our company is called Bruno Lorenzo Gelato Lab. So we're going to do a laboratory which is quite um, popular right now in Italy. So we want, we want to see 
we want the customers to see how we make the ice cream. So um, we have a big lab, which we're gonna produce the ice cream right in front of you. Then you'll see it put a, get put in the, uh, the counter and you can have it. Um, favorite ice cream, I'm a, I'm a classic kind of guy. So I think a good pistachio ice cream is just a top notch. Not that green thing you, you usually have when you go down the street, but a really natural, nice pistachio ice cream. Same with hazelnut, lovely. Um, we do have some special or signature flavors, which are very popular. One is, um, it's called Crunchy Dream of Coconut which is kind of like a Raffaello, which is very, very nice. Has a little bit of a crunch to it. Uh, two sorbetos I really like. One is a lemon and basil. Ooh, very nice combination. Delicious. Yeah. So very, very nice combinations. Very popular. And the other one is um, passion fruit and cantaloupe. Mm. Mm. I think cantaloupe is the word for in English for the yeah. honey melon. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the that that's, that that thing is top notch. I could eat the bucket all of it every day. <laughs> What's the difference I, between gelato and 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 ice cream? So gelato is ice cream. Gelato is actually the the, the Italian uh, word. Gelato is just the the the, uh, the production where you do it. It's always based on milk. Okay. And sorbetto is always based on water. So there's no milk in it. So those are the two main differences. Okay, so, so there's no difference between gelato and ice cream. It's the same thing. It's just different names. Or gelato means it's literally ice cream in Italian. So, okay. so it's actually the same thing. I think in in America you have different kinds of recipes, different different kinds of production. Uh, but the original gelato in uh, in from Italy is just ice cream. Here in Switzerland we call it glacé, or in French, so it's same thing. TC, are you very deep in the pistachio ice cream? game i i am not and i feel like i need to get into it i've had it prior yeah i'm 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 a huge sorbet guy so that uh yeah. both those sorbets that he was talking about are are big and then i'm pretty basic when it comes to ice cream i'm a big mm. vanilla cookies and cream mint chocolate guy so like those three we just had a mint chocolate which also was very very popular with the people it's hard to get like a good mint paste for it okay because it usually looks very, very like artificial, so you need to need to work for it to, to look very natural or be very natural. So that's kind of tough. Where's the best ice cream you've ever had? Like, like location, uh, like like singular shop. Italy, of course, San Gimignano, Italy. It's a it's a tiny village, uh, which <laughs> it's very famous for their ice cream. Uh, they have the best in the world. They have that one shop, which is. Uh, have, there's world championships for ice cream and those guys just rock it more or less every year and yeah San Gimignano Italy is the best ice cream I've ever had no matter what it was it was just absolutely delicious every single <laughs> scoop of it I might need to make a trip just for that hell yeah I, I, Pascal <laughs> I, I love ice cream I'm like you it just makes me happy it's I my favorite dessert yeah and if you, that's what I thought if, if you can choose to do something you do something that makes you happy and ice cream makes people happy so what was the like like what's the the learning curve for like 
were you starting with with a, a certain knowledge base or were you just completely starting from scratch and said, hey, I love ice cream and I'm going to learn how to make great ice cream? So I actually have a business partner. He He's actually an actor here in, in, in uh, Switzerland and uh, also for the German-speaking part. And uh, he kind of wanted to do as like, yeah, do something else. So he actually got educated. There's this company here in, in Italy, which is called Carpigiani Gerato University. Uh, they make machines, but they also educate yourself. So you can do studies there. You can take less and uh, you can take courses to learn how to do ice cream. And he already he did that, which is probably Randy's dream. Uh, Should have come over here instead of where you do, where, where you moved to now that would that would have been great <laughs> my next move my so, next move is going to be switzerland your next move yeah <laughs> and so he actually kind of learned that so he's more of the production side i'm more of the, the, the business side of it and um so yeah but now obviously we're just a two-man team for now we're gonna open it up next summer and next, next spring, excuse me, because I'm so glad I didn't open it. We wanted to push it through and open it, open it the, the gelateria already this year. But the summer in Switzerland was horrendous this, this summer. It was the worst summer since 75 years, I heard. So it's been raining nonstop. Mm. And so I, I, I woke up every morning saying, thank you that I did not open it this, <laughs> this, uh, this summer. So we're going to open it up next uh, spring. And yeah, so he's going to take part of the whole production side. And I'm more of the business kind of guy, marketing and so on. Oh, God, I'm, I'm blown I, away. I, know. I love this. <laughs> I know. I this this, this has made my day. <laughs> hey, everybody. Randy here. This is where we do our second ad read. And we do have an ad for you, but it's, it's quite a special one, a unique one this week and very apt given our advertiser whoop and our guest pascal uh, pascal has uh, just an amazing story involving whoop that he's going to get into here in just a second it played a significant part in helping to save his life and he's going to tell us all about that before we do get into that story though uh, just for some legal purposes i need to tell all of you that you know, Whoop is not made and marketed as a life-saving device. Uh, they are very upfront about that. Obviously thrilled that it did play a part for Pascal, but Pascal's experience is unique to him and not something that Whoop would ever market to the larger audiences. So I just want to caution everybody, it's, it's not something that is made or marketed uh, to help detect with life and death situations and severe health problems. So just need to mention that. Uh, I will get out of the way here. Pascal's story is fascinating, and here it is. The folks we want to thank for being one of the sponsors this week is our good, good friends at Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. Pascal, I want to I tee you up here. Um, what, what's the best way to ask you about this? What, what was your experience with Whoop? So it's, it's actually been almost a year now since uh, I, that happened to me. I'll give a little bit of a background. On uh, August 24th last year, I did have a heart attack. 
at the age of 33. I remember buying my Whoop, thanks to you guys, uh, probably a month earlier than, than that, uh, that happened to me. Um, I remember, I'm actually just going to tell you the story a little bit. Yeah, please. I remember having, uh, uh, I had a golf tournament the day before, which I won, no bragging, <laughs> but, um, thanks to Corona, the next day I woke up, I felt a little bit woozy. I felt a little bit pressure on my chest. Obviously it was, uh, in the midst of Corona pandemic. So where does your thoughts go? They go to yeah, probably have Corona because there was there was about a hundred people there. Um, you had to go shake hands with the president of the club, and he probably shook hands with everyone else there. So yeah, you, your head went to directly to uh, to Corona. I looked at my stats uh, and realized something was way off. I had like a 2% recovery. Uh, my resting heart rate was through the roof. My heart rate variability was in the cellar and, um, my respiratory rate was up by about two, two strokes. So I knew something was off. I called my brother-in-law who is a nurse here in Switzerland and told him about it. He, uh, he said, um, to go check, go check out at the hospital where he works. So I went to the emergency room, told them what happened uh, or what I'm feeling. It took them maybe five minutes to get me into that room. I remember sitting down in the waiting room, I had a woman across from me with an open bone uh, fracture mm -hmm. on, her, on her arm. She looked at me. The moment I, I sat down and got called in again, um, she looked at me like, uh, yeah, she wanted to kill me right there. And there's like, why the hell is this guy going? <laughs> he just showed up. Um, got into the to the room, had like three nurses, two doctors there. They draw blood, took an EKG. It was a thing of really like five minutes. Results came out. I still remember the doctor saying, yeah, go prep the OR and call the card uh, cardiologist. Um, this is when it kind of dawned on me that something that's not Corona. <laughs> so yeah. I said, hey, hang on, what's going on here? Um, they said, yeah, it's a very good idea that, that very good call that you showed up. We're, we're suspecting a severe heart attack and you're going to get operated on right away. Um, I started bursting out laughing just because of, because I was so shocked. I was, uh, yeah. So no Corona was the, <laughs> was the first, was the first thought I had. I uh, remember my my wife now, my girlfriend back then, was still waiting outside to come pick me up after 50 minutes because I thought I'd just going to take a quick test and yeah, be done with. Um, FaceTimed her, tell her, yeah, she's allowed to come in. I'm having a heart attack. Please call my father and tell my sister and because I'm going to get operated on right away. And then she came into the room as well. And the doctor told me, like, yeah, okay, so we're going to try, put a stent in there. So we're going to go in at the hip, going to go into the artery. If that doesn't work, we're going to have to open up your your, your rib cage and um, have to do a bypass. And then it's just when it hit me. Um, so I was totally in shock, but got operated on right away. The whole thing took maybe 45 minutes and I was out, out again. I was conscious the whole time. Um, and yeah, and then I remember just like afterwards lying in the in the ICU by myself and just thinking, damn, if I wouldn't have that whoop on, there I would never went to the doctor. 
I would have stayed in bed. I would have just said, yeah, you probably just have a cold or whatsoever. And I remember on the last day when I was in hospital, the doctor told me, if you would have stayed in bed and went back to sleep, you wouldn't have made it through the night. So this is, I mean, still thinking about it, just like, yeah, makes me still a little bit speechless. And um, so, yeah, thanks to Whoop, I'm still here. I can just put it like that. It's very, very simple in that case. I remember you had, you had DM me. Uh, either you were still in the hospital or you had just gotten home and you DM me, and I, I almost didn't believe you. Uh, yeah, I was still in hospital back then. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the second, the second, first time, first day I went to my, to the usual room after I got transferred for the ICU, and I just thought, yeah, fuck, if it wouldn't if it wouldn't have been for that boop, I'd be I wouldn't be here right now. So um, so I th- thought I had to reach out and at least say thank you to the guys at Whoop and obviously also to you guys um, for, yeah, it's blatantly saving my life in that case. So, yeah, here I had heard the story, but now hearing it in your own words, it's, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Any history of, of like heart issues in your family or was it just yeah. kind of totally out yeah. of nowhere? Yeah, it is when you, when you're 33 years old and having a heart attack, usually it is genetic. My dad had a heart attack, I think when he was 47 years old and it's it's because of hyper familiar hypercholesterol but obviously me being 33 is way too early yeah so i always got checked upon uh, for the past couple of years but i have to like maybe take take a quick detour here i lost my mom to cancer five years ago so for the past five years the, the checkups i did were all always more cancer related than cholesterol related but i remember i mean i there's i, I cannot blame my doctor for it um it's like yeah who, who wants to get, prescribe uh, a 33 year old kid as some medication he has to take every day mm. so there isn't there is no blame in that but it's it is it is genetic in that case. Yeah. Oh. that's amazing well, yeah well appreciate you telling your story man. It's, it's like, a, you know, probably help somebody else out. I was kind of like, um, always like a little bit hesitant to share this story because it's, it is very personal. And, um, but at, I always told myself as soon as, even if it helps one person, it's already enough. So and sure. that was the case. So that was good. Awesome. Well, anybody listening, uh, <laughs> a segue here you can get a whoop uh right now whoop is offering 15 percent off in fact when you use the code trap draw all one word trap draw at checkout go to whoop.com that's w-h-o-o-p.com enter the code trap draw and save 15 percent sleep better recover faster and train smarter with whoop today pascal that's that's an incredible story i thank you very much for for sharing that and i'm so glad you know it, it worked out the way that it did Thank you very much. Thank you for letting me tell it. I want to jump back into just like the history of Switzerland. And can you talk about like how it's all, how it came to be and and why it is always like a neutral country? That's a tough one. Uh, (laughs) That's a very, really tough question. You're putting me on the spot here. I'm not an historian whatsoever. Uh, So, Switzerland's always been neutral. Well, well, that's a really tough one. Um, since kind of, since kind of forever, 
stupid stupid thing to say. Um, we got like Jesus Christ, you're putting me on the spot here, big time. Um, well, I I don't need the whole I, history. I, do you, but, do you but what's mean, that like? You, I I guess like what's that like inside Switzerland, or, or how do people think about that? Is is it? Because I think it's, you know, as an outsider, it's obviously unique. It's one of the first things, like, I associate with Switzerland yeah. is, you know, oh, they're always neutral. They're kind of everyone's bank, uh, things like that. But I, I just, I guess I'm curious how that came to be. So I think that came to be because of because of the, like, the laws we have or the privacy laws we have because of the, the whole banking system, which made us neutral. It also comes, I think, I believe, from the Second World War much of it which is a little bit of a dark period for switzerland because we like i think everyone knows that knew that we traded with the still with the third reich after it was not so very popular to do that so we always can kind of kept our options open so to speak so even when when like the the, the deutsche mark was uh uh was forbidden to trade switzerland just didn't really care so what they did was uh, they traded, yeah, just put it like that, Jewish gold with Switzerland and Switzerland just took it all, which was kind of a, the beginning of the of the wealth of Switzerland. Uh, we always had, um, and then just obviously never gave it back, which is shameful. Um, and then after that, because of bank and privacy laws, uh, bilateral agreements with, for now, uh, for instance, now with the European Union, we just kind of pick our apples all day, every day. So it's kind of like, it's, yeah, there's no other way to put it. I mean, uh, that's why we're neutral. We don't really bother anyone. We don't, we don't open our mouth. We just say, okay, yes, thank you. Goodbye. Uh, but we, we're not part of the European Union, for instance, we're ourselves but then again we have bilateral agreements with all these uh, big big unions so that's i, I think that's how we stay neutral that's just, just it's, it's all for me as a swiss person i don't really like ask myself those questions because it's just always been that way there's always a discussion or um or votes, should we join the European Union? Should we join the UN and so forth? But it kind of works that way and always has worked. It's, it's weird like that. <laughs> it, it just is, it's always struck me as a very fascinating history. And um, yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta learn, read more about it. It's, I mean, the banking laws is obviously very, uh, yeah, very, very private in that case. So right. like, one from all over the way it's like the caimans in 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 the u.s you can just yeah no matter what you what your type business doesn't matter if you're a drug dealer whatsoever nobody or or like if you have the money to to invade some taxes nobody cared it's just nobody asked questions it's just yeah good here's your privacy put it in a box thank you you want to take it out again sure go for it <laughs> which i, I there's a that part of me that like really digs that about about the Swiss, um, obviously, it yeah. has caused some issues throughout history, but it's, it's it's interesting. Still, still does, still does. I mean, I think if you want to open up a bank account now here in Switzerland, you have to um, you have to sign, like especially with the states, with the whole Lehman Brothers 
this thing, the UBS was involved there and, and stuff like that. So you always have to sign a thing that you don't have money in the, in the United States. Because if you don't declare that, you're going to get in real trouble. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, that's pretty, uh, it's, yeah, it's always been that way. Huh. How did the Swiss Guard come to be the, the guards for the popes and the, the Vatican? Do you know, do you know that? That's a very good question. I don't know how it actually happened. I just know that the Swiss guards, the, those who are standing there now, they're actually Swiss military. So you can actually, when in Switzerland, you have to do military service unless uh, you have an excuse. Uh, then you have to do uh, like uh, um, civil service and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I, I do know that this, uh, the Swiss Guard, they are actually military service. You can apply for it. You have to be Catholic, obviously. And uh, then you get chosen or not chosen. Huh. So it's there, there's still actually that those are soldiers who are still there. They just look very funny. <laughs> I was going to say, TC, you would love their outfits. I, I'm sure. Oh, I've know. seen them. Yeah. I, seen yeah. Them. yeah. yeah. So I like that's Have right you guys been here. to the Vatican once before? Never been to the Vatican. Yeah, I've I've been. It's very cool. It's a very yeah. It's a very interesting place. And yeah, the the, the Swiss Guard doesn't make it. It makes it pretty hilarious. <laughs> Randy, I'm surprised that they let you in there. <laughs> Why? They love me there. They welcome me. <laughs> uh, God, I'm just reading about the the. So, so did you do the military service? No, I actually did the civil service. Okay. Yeah, I kind of found a good excuse, and then because it's it's, it's useless for me, I think it's useless doing military service in Switzerland. Yeah, who's gonna bother? <laughs> um, so I did the uh, civil service, and I actually once a once a year for one week, I had to go to um, a home for the elderly, and and just be with them for 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 a week, like take them outside for a stroll or. Uh, read the newspapers for them, which is something I believe, which is which makes way more sense than just digging in the mud for, yeah, some time. Yeah, and I'm reading about this this lakes flotilla that they've got as well. Just you know, kind of uh, to guard, I, I guess, the lakes that are on the border. It's like the Swiss Navy, basically, but it's like a navy. It's just on lakes. Well, we do have a navy, which is hilarious. But the but the um, because we we're not next to the ocean, obviously. But our main port is actually in Marseille, in France. So it's just a big ass joke for me. I, I don't really, I I cannot take it seriously. The whole Swiss army thing. We do have like, we have what it's called like a defense army. Mm -hmm. So when you try to invade Switzerland, everyone's just gonna. Um, uh, 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 scooch back into the mountains. We have lots of missiles in the mountains and hiding places and, 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 and houses and stuff like that. So you probably won't be able to do that. But yeah, it's just, I mean, if so it's all, wants, so it's, so it's all defensive in nature, it's right? All Bunk defensive bunkers, there's all sorts of, uh, shelters and, exactly, and stuff exactly. like that but but it's so it's, it, so if shit would have hit the fan i would be one of those guys in the bunker to like to 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 talk to the to, to the civilization stuff to the, to the citizens and stuff like that so i i would have to do that gotcha. which uh good luck to everyone <laughs> and, and i i did, I'm, I'm reading that 
lots of uh, lots of guns in Switzerland. Lots of people are are packing. Well, everyone's more everyone who did military military services is actually packing. Yeah. So you get to keep your 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 rifle at the end, and uh, yeah, there is like a lot of um, we call it Schützenfest, which is like um, yeah, just like parties where you go shoot and drink beer but <laughs> like it's not like in the u.s so we don't have actually those kind of there's like I, I have no idea when's the last person died from a weapon here but um it's kind of like yeah that's just in, in especially in the central part of switzerland that's just normal to everyone i remember my grandfather he, he just had his rifle in, in in the in the cellar we played with it and obviously not loaded but that's huh. that's always how it is yeah but it's always like everything is not like in the U.S. where you go to, go to Walmart and buy your gun. It's always like registered and yeah, yeah, yeah. ammo separated from the gun and so on. All right, and then as far as like the the kind of the 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 cantons or like the is that like the state a state or a county or yeah, you can say you can compare it with states. Yeah, so there's 26 states here in Switzerland. And uh, every state is kind of, we have like a federalistic democracy here. So everyone has pretty much uh, lots of power in, the, in that case. Uh, we have a, like on top, there's the called the Bundesrat. It's kind of a council, which is seven heads of state. Uh, everyone has their own department. And, and then, yeah, underneath you have like the canton, which yeah, it's the same thing as states. And uh, yeah, so there's, it's like, America in that case, so Basel don't, don't get along with Zurich people, Genevan people don't get along with those people, and so on. It's, it's basically the same thing. Who, who, who does everybody look down on? What's like the lowest? What, what's like the uh, this the Canton that's like most joked about? Well, like most ridiculed, I think it's Bern. I gotta say. Even though it hurts to say because I have family there, but they're like the, the, the typical Swiss, very slow. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit like this. And we don't, yeah, we take our time every day. Yeah, we get up in the morning and then we just uh, hang around for two hours. We, they really, they're really slow. <laughs> so that's kind of the cliche. But then in Switzerland, you always have like, you have those, like between the Swiss German part and the French part, there's always rifts because mentalities are just so different. Mm -hmm. Basel and Zurich, they hate each other, not just in general, but in sports, it's like Boston and New York. It's just like everyone has their beef with everyone. Like Who's Boston? Who's New York? Uh, well, as a Boston fan, I'd say we're Boston. <laughs> That's interesting because I saw on here too that that uh, Basel has has a couple of sister cities or or states. They're, a sister state of Basel is Massachusetts. Massachusetts, there we go. Yeah, yeah and the Yankees, it's like yeah, with the, with the pinstripes and stuff like that. That's more a little bit stuck up, so that belongs to Zurich. I'd say that's at pretty much works out except for football we're way better than than uh, than Zurich uh, soccer that is and yeah so yeah we're probably Boston what's the football scene like is there is there a big you know is there a kind of a, a premier Swiss football league that's that's you know kind of so, all, all the big towns have have their clubs 
So yeah, football is sports number one here. Soccer is a, a sport number one here in, in Switzerland. Um, we have a, a ten-team league, as where all the major, like the big cities, are in. Basel is in there. Bern is in there. Bern has been champions for three years. Uh, Basel was champion eight years before that. So we used to be like the the, the big shots. Now for the past three years, we struggled a bit, but we're on the way back. Zurich actually has two clubs. Um, one just got uh, promoted up again to the first league. But it's, yeah, basically the same thing. You have a top of the league. Uh, we used to be quite good in the Champions League, but then for Switzerland, it's, it's it got harder to qualify for it because obviously money talks and we are a very, very small league compared to all the other leagues around us. Um, we're kind of, I think you could say, an educational league. So every good player sooner or later goes into a big league would it be Premier League or Germany or whatsoever um, but for that for being such a small country we did actually pretty good we did very good at the Euros this year uh, we had um, uh, yeah we, we, we knocked out France in penalties which was a big big party here and um, yeah so football is football is king here in, in Switzerland it's interesting you let you let uh, Liechtenstein in too. They have a team in the Swiss Super League. They do, yeah, because it doesn't really make much sense for them to have their own <laughs> to, to have their own league. Uh, we have Vaduz, yeah, they're now in the second league. Yes, last year they were in the first league. They're always kind of once they get promoted, then they get relocated again. It's kind of a cute team, but yeah, I mean, it's when you go to St. Gallen, which is on the um, uh, northeast of Switzerland, it just takes you like. 30 more minutes to drive to Liechtenstein. So you're there anyway. So they can play along. <laughs> gotcha. What has, uh, what has Federer done for tennis in Switzerland? Was it a popular sport before oh. his rise? And what, what do you see now after, you know, his, his reign? Yeah, he, he's really, he's everything here in Switzerland. We must say I, there was tennis before Federer. Because we had Martina Hingis, for instance, oh, or sure. uh, Rosse and stuff like that. So there was, there were probably tennis players, but nothing compared to Roger. I mean, I could still tell you where I was the first time he won, he won Wimbledon. Um, he is like literally a godlike figure here in Switzerland. But when he walks the streets, no one's going to like bother him. He can go shopping however he wants. He can go grocery shopping. No one would like be like talk to him or just bother him for a selfie. It's just like he's one of us in that case. Um, there was a big boom, obviously, when him and also uh, Stan Wawrinka. For he's a, 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 a he's from the French-speaking part of Switzerland. When they both went on to the scene, that that made a lot of difference here. So lots of young people or kids start playing tennis just because of those two. I forgot all about Martina Hingis. She was... Yeah. Yeah, she was Yeah, good. she had... To, I mean, she was amazing. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was, I think, 17 when she won the US Open or something, which was incredible. Then uh, then she had that little drug fiesta there in, 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 in the States. And yeah, but she's still around. She's like, I think she's commentating about... I think she's in her in their four in her forties now. She's got into the scene so young. I remember when she beat Steffi Graf as a seventeen-year-old. That was like unseen for for Swiss for Swiss people. Little Switzerland in the big wide world. It's always the same old story. <laughs> um, 
All right, TC, you got any power rankings you want to throw in? I got a couple questions on uh, some like Swiss products. Yeah, what what uh, from a from a skiing perspective, power rank the 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 best ski resorts slash ski you know places to ski. Do I get options? No, huh? No, you gotta you gotta pull this out. I I would say. I would say top three, in your opinion. So top three, I'd say, so I snowboard myself. Okay. I was going to ask, is it, is it all skiing or do some people snowboard as well? No, no, no. Lots of people snowboarding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would go probably with Lux for number one for snowboarding. It's very famous for snowboarding. Uh, it's just made for, yeah, for, for shredding. There's half pipes. There's beautiful, beautiful uh area so i would go with that for number one then i'd say um what's what could be number two it's it's a very hard question because there's lots of lots of lovely resorts lots of lovely areas there's areas where you can just have your have your apartments or chalet there and then you have like four different kinds of areas in one which in Gstaad is the same way. You have different, different, mm. like you have Stanemuse, you have Chamelier. It's a huge, huge playground all in once. So, but I go with number two, I'd say it's, it's the Bern Roboland. It's in Bern, which has lovely, lovely places. And it's huge. You can just say one day you can go there and the next day you drive 15 minutes, you're on the other slope. It's amazing. Then I'd say Davos, Klosters, um, it's in the Graubünden, it's very lovely. So it's very big as well, you can go to Davos on one day. Davos, I think everybody knows it because of the of the World Economic Forum. Randy's a huge, no, huge no, Davos that's, that's, He's a huge UF, he's a huge UF guy, yeah. That's TC's <laughs> Super Bowl every year. And that's over in the <laughs> eastern part of the country? <laughs> that's in the eastern, yeah, it's the east, southeastern part of the country. Which, which we haven't talked much about that region. What's going on over there? Is it just, just kind of it's sleepy, mountain. sleepy mountain areas? It's mountain mostly, yeah. Mountains okay. and it's, it's amazing in the winter. Summer, it's, there's not much going on over there. You have what? some golf courses, but um, it's more like you go there in the winter. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised. You didn't mention Zermatt? Zermatt would be fourth on the list. Zermatt is beautiful. It has an amazing ski um, uh, uh, area. What what separates Zermatt from everything else is that there's no driving there. So if you want to go to if you want to go to Zermatt, you have to go to a place called Tash. There you leave your car. Then you have to take the train 20, 20 minutes up, and then you're there, which makes it. Uh, amazingly like picturesque typical swiss mountain uh, village but then again you, you, there's just you see these tiny like electric cars driving around from the hotels and taxis makes it beautiful but then again you have to always go to the gondola and there's like a hundred people in there which takes you up it's a bit bit too crowdy for me sometimes randy it's it's it, it sounds like uh um the island. Randy, would, Randy wouldn't even fit in, the, in the, those gondolas. He has to crouch down all the way. Uh, and no, no mention of of uh, Wengen or that area either. Jungfrau. 
Wengen, yeah, there's Andermatt Wengen, which is also very nice. Um, Wengen is just known for for the for the ski race. I okay. would, I, there, it's just not. There's not. It's not very versatile, in my opinion. Gotcha. So I'd like it if it's versatile. If you can go one day, you can go there. The other one, uh, next day, you can go there, and it's way different. So I'd say I, I go with those three. Okay. What, what about Crowns Montana? Montana. I've never been there in the winter. I've been there in the summer. Okay. It's the same thing as Tamat. You have to go there by by train as well. You have to leave your car downstairs. Um, but it should be beautiful. And my uncle's been there many times, um, but I've never been there, so I don't have an opinion on it. I, I wanted to go to the golf tournament two years ago, but then Corona hit. Already had tickets. Um, so, yeah. Okay, I got a kind of a non sequitur, but I got to have you power rank three Swiss um, products. Swiss, Swiss chocolate, uh, swatches, the Swiss watch, and the Swiss Does army the knife. Swatches or... Or all switch, yeah. Swatches or Swiss swatches in general. Uh, Two very uh, different things. Let's go. Swatch is a very different thing than a Swiss watch. (laughs) Well, what's the difference? Well, Swatch is a kid's watch. (laughs) Yeah, tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) Swatch is a very, very lucrative company, but every every Swiss kid, I think their first watch they get is a flick flock, which is part is like a teeny tiny watch with a little man as an the arms are there are the pointers what's the name of it and um yeah there's a lot of swiss watches obviously famous watches so that's a whole lot of different stories well maybe maybe we should have you power rank the swiss watch brands yes like the top three. Oh god um now i'm gonna sound like a douchebag now or some snob um <laughs> so Difficult question. So I go because because of international appeal. I have to go Rolex number one. Perpetual because it's because it's a lovely watch and, and they're paying for all now. the <laughs> free time during the majors too. Exact, exactly, exactly. You, yeah, it makes your life easier over there on the other side of the pond. Um, I think Patek Philippe makes very nice watches. Um, they have the that one very famous watch was called Nautilus, which is a thing of beauty, in my opinion. And then, you know what, Randy? I put Swatch in third. Wow. It, wow. Yeah, I just, it's, I don't care about Not the other across the ballot at uh, Omega, Cartier. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of others. There's Vachon Constantin. There's, there's so many others. But, you know, Swatch is something for everyone. Are so all the watches made in Switzerland? Holy shit, there are a lot of Swiss watch companies. Yeah, yeah there's so the top three was kind of harsh. <laughs> God, you know what? I, I gotta I gotta throw Cartier in there. Cartier's those are just gorgeous. They're beautiful, especially for, for women, they're very, very nice watches as well. Yeah, Omega, as you mentioned, it's a beautiful watch. I like Breitling German, watches. in my opinion. No, is it? Uh top Breitling will be German. I don't know. It's I think Omega disqualified just due to those commercials they had a few years back. Yeah, standing yeah. in the Hall of Fame commercials. Yeah. No, true story. Yeah, absolutely. No, but oh. I mean, a swatch is really a swatch is for everyone. So, and I oh. like the fact that the owner, the Mr. Hayek, he wore like six of them every day. So, on both <laughs> arms, he had like three different. So that makes him a stud. So. <laughs> 
That's such a good look. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so uh, what's the deal with Swiss Army knives? Yeah, they're just for your tourists, man. <laughs> is that what it is? No, they're, no, they're nice. Every like it's, it's the same thing like as watch. Everyone gets it when, once they're little, uh, as maybe a communion gift or your tenth birthday or whatsoever. But like, I think I know about three people who actually walk around with those here in Switzerland. Um, when you go to the yeah, if you go camping and stuff, it's a very practical thing. But it's more, it's kind of this, yeah, it's the cliche thing. It's more for tourists than anything else, I'd say, yeah. by now. Where's the large hadron thing? The, the like, the, the black oh, hole thing? The large hadron collider? Oh, the CERN, you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's in Geneva. That's in Geneva. That's yeah, in the, Geneva. Atom, the atom thing where they build yeah. up the molecules. Yeah, that's in Geneva. Okay. That's in Geneva, yeah. But you don't, you don't really get in there. That place is sweet. That's crazy. That's it's a crazy place. Yeah, must be a crazy place. I, we knew it before, but I think like the Dan Brown Opal made it pretty famous. Then, like what was it, Illuminati or something like that? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. There's a lot of intelligent people here in Switzerland. I must say, <laughs> a lot of good institutions, a lot of good universities. They yeah, they tend to do a lot for this world. But let's 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 hope it doesn't go south down there. What, okay, then yeah, as far as golf in Switzerland, like what's the I know, you know, obviously we've got the golfers living in, you know, you got Adam Scott and Sergio and the Molinari's all have places down in Kron, but what's the what's the the golf scene like more generally outside of say these these resort towns? So golf is pretty it's pretty cool. We have like a hundred courses uh, all in all here in Switzerland. Due to it, due to its topography, it's kind of difficult to go to go there. We have some very, very nice courses. The scene is still a bit, if I can say it, it's a little bit old-fashioned still. So you, unfortunately, you do have a lot of like old elderly people still with with their minds that like they give you shit when you when you show up on a hoodie. Or, the, or with a hoodie and then those are the same people who don't like fix their divots or their pitch marks so it's still kind of that scene which bothers me a little bit it's changing i think a bit there's a lot of young people coming up but it's not like nothing compared like to sweden where you have we don't have a, a pro on the pga tour we have alban valenzuela on the lpga but she kind of disappeared a bit on us um, but yeah, it's it's a cool scene. There's a lot of really beautiful courses, um, but it, unfortunately, it's still that like, yeah, a little bit of stuck-up community still. I think there's two to three hundred thousand people who actively play golf, which is a lot for Swiss standards, I'd say. Um, but yeah, there's it's still like a lot of old people, a lot of carts, a lot of <laughs> a lot of that stuff going on. As far as courses go, is there like a like a you know, definitive number one course in the country, or is it kind of just up up for? There, I mean, yeah, obviously, Comontana is must be up there because the, the European tours there is a beautiful course, the architecture done by by Sevi, which is kind of a yeah, like everyone wants to go there. Obviously, Geneva has a very beautiful course. I haven't played it yet, but the 
people who always saw me. It's uh, called the uh, Imperial. Uh, it's I think it's a P.D.I. course. Okay. Oh. So uh, so that's lovely. Uh, then there is like the different like Ascona has a beautiful course. Uh, and then there's it's just like what makes what makes a difference in Switzerland, I believe, is the scenery, which is just unique serving. You have courses in the mountains, which are just amazing. Uh, you have courses on the lakes, um, so all these kinds of scenery places—they they actually make the make the difference. I just remember watching the Swiss Masters a few years back. I think Randy and I were just texting back and forth. They kept playing the same hole as the playoff hole, and there yeah, was that. Yeah. Uh, the 18th, that, I guess. No? Yeah, that and, and there was like a pump house down the right yeah. that they kept getting relief from and hitting it into. It was, yeah. it was just such an outrageous <laughs> hole. Yeah, 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 thanks. I think they just keep on playing that that hole because of Sevi. Because there's this like every biography or every video you watch about Sevi, there's this one story everyone tells where he ended up in the shit on the right inside the forest, and he has this little tiny gap, and he plays the shot out there, and his caddy tells him no, just punch it out to the back on the fairway. And he said no, no, I have this shot, I have it. Then he puts it out there and just puts it on the green. And from then on, like, this is like, I think there's, obviously there must be a plaque there somewhere, but if they're just going to tell this story till it's just dead, it's like, and, and those, and that, that, that box on the right, because you could just put it, punch it on there and it would have been fine as well. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny. There's like, just looking back at, at the last, the last four times they've held the event, obviously it was canceled last year due to COVID, yeah. but four times pr- prior to that, it went to a playoff. Danny Willett won by a stroke in 2015, and then the two previous years went to a playoff as well. So six of the last seven years, it's gone to a playoff. It's typically like really fun watching on a Sunday, you know, yeah. Saturday, Sunday mornings here in the States. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and I mean, there's yeah, like big time players. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Damn good. Usually players. you can, usually, I mean, it's a pretty remote place, but Rory's showing up and all these kind of people. So they, they like it there. And as you mentioned, Sergio, Jimenez, uh, all those kind of people have a house or an apartment there, Adam Scott. So, yeah, it's a pretty nice place to be there. Is Toblerone the best Swiss chocolate? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins your gums if you, <laughs> really? you haven't noticed. That happens. Toblerone is a thing you buy when you... When you uh, when you come from Switzerland and you forgot to buy your they're like duty free, right? Exactly, you just, you just get a duty free and get some. So say, hey, let's let's buy this big ass Toblerone bar, and then everyone's <laughs> happy. No, there's plenty of other good good chocolate here in Switzerland. My favorite personal is Lindt, which is a brand where they have they have these chocolate balls. I think they have that in the states as well. Yeah. Um, they're awesome. Then Caille is a is a very very good brand. It's C A I L E R. They have all different kinds of chocolate. They have one with like uh, uh, nuts in it, which is amazing. I'm a classic kind of guy, so those are. And then you have like little companies as well, which have amazing chocolate. Toblerone's good, don't get me wrong, but it's like the Swiss Army knife. It's kind of a touristic thing. All right. Do you, as far as Swiss cheese goes, I think I think Swiss cheese gets a bad rap because I it's, hate Swiss cheese. No, but no, you, you hate the generic term Swiss cheese with the holes in it. There's like it's probably the best cheese making 
place in the world, maybe outside of France, right? Thank you, TC. That's absolutely true. But the thing you guys call Swiss cheese in America, that's not cheese. That's just, that's, I don't know what that is. It's like is. rubbery stuff with holes uh, in it. Right? I, wouldn't eat the, I wouldn't eat that if you put a gun to my face, literally. Uh, okay, good, because that's, that's what I'm talking about. That stuff stinks. No, that's, that's, I don't know who just decided to call that Swiss cheese just because it has a hole in it. That's just, that's not cheese. That's something else. So what's you your have, favorite type of Swiss, of, of, of cheese from Switzerland? I think I have to go with Gruyere cheese. Okay. Gruyere is very, very good. It's like for everyday cheese, I mean, our fridge, is, there's always cheese. Oh, that's a, that's a cliche I couldn't happily oblige to. Um, but there is so many, so many different kinds of cheeses here in Switzerland. You have Gruyere, which is to die for. Then you have a soft cheese, a brie or something else. You have a lot of cheese coming from the Alps, which every like every farmer has their own cheese. If you eat this stuff, it's it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Then obviously you have the fondue, which everyone knows. You have the raclette. I don't know if you guys know about raclette. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just but, looking at it right now. It looks delicious. I think Randy's thinking of, of the Emmentaler. That's what he's the thinking Emmental, of. Yeah, the Emmentaler, yeah. Typical Swiss cheese, right? Uh, I don't like Emmentaler at all. It's too, I don't know. Nah, it's nothing for me. Yeah, it's got kind of a sour, almost the same. Yeah, it's a bit sour. It's a bit yeah. like too, nah, it's just too much. I don't like I like it a little bit more mild and tasteful. <laughs> do you do a lot of fondue? In the winters, we do. And what's, what's like, what's the cheese, what's the, uh, your preferred cheese for a fondue? So it's always a mixture. Okay. You can either do it yourself or you can buy it from a, from a fromagerie, a cheese store. Um, it's all, more or less, it's moitié, moitié mean, means half and half. It's a uh, gruyere and vacherin, um, those t- two sorts of cheese. Then sometimes they mix in other cheeses as well, but those two are the main ones which you mix. Um, yes, usually you have it in the winter, but there's no, I mean, we had like rocklet two days ago here, me and my wife. So sometimes it's just good. <laughs> we used to, as a, as a family TC, my, my mom would get out the fondue pot and we'd like sit on the floor and do a fondue dinner every now and again. Put the fire underneath it to keep it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I have to keep it. Yeah. You have to have it like in a cocklone, we call this. It's like a, the pot you put on top. Yeah. So yeah, let me ask like you a this, question. Yeah. If you if you if you have yeah you have to stick with your bread. Do you stir it all the time or you just dunk it? I think I was a dunker. I was I, I was going in for what it, I needed right? and then. That's blasphemy. You don't do it. You always have to stir. You <laughs> always have to stir. Fondue cheese. This is the first thing you learn when you eat, eat cheese with a Swiss person. He always says it. Always keep stirring. Okay. Good to know. Always. Good to know. Always. I haven't if eaten fondue was... in ages now. And what we also do here in Switzerland, especially in the mountains, you have like a glass of schnapps of kirsch. So you have a shot next to it. You dunk the bread in the in the kirsch, and then you go in there. Huh. As far as the cuisine goes, is it is it pretty dependent upon what what part of the country you're in? Is it going to be very heavily Italian influenced when you're in south southeast, and then you know very German schnitzels, all that sort of thing, up north, and then French. In the yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. You can you pretty much say it that way. Yeah, um, we do have a lot of like hot cuisine here in Switzerland. There's a lot of good food, good chefs, especially. 
Um, it's like a lot of one or two stand, uh, two star Michelin uh, restaurants. But yeah, it's basically like in the, in Ticino in the Italian speaking part, it's very Italian. Um, French speaking part is very French here. It's yeah, it's basically it's exactly what you said. Okay. So yeah, we don't have the schnitz. We have the cordon bleu, which was actually got invented in Basel as well. I don't know if anyone knows that, but the cordon bleu is like the like a schnitzel, but with the ham inside and melted cheese. Yeah. I thought I always thought that was a, a, a that was a French thing because it's because the name is French, you yeah, know. But it's yeah. actually there's a restaurant here which which still does them, and it used to be a baker who did that, and he he was inventing the thing. And then he saw a little girl outside playing, and she wore a blue ribbon in her hair. That's ergo blue ribbon means cordon bleu in French. Huh. So there, that's why he called it like that. Interesting. Every year there's this same documentary going on here in Swiss TV about that. <laughs> <laughs> are the trains really that that prompt? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so if it's if it's a minute late, you uh, they put it up on the on the plaque. And okay. if it's two minutes late, everyone who works there is just going nuts. Like, oh, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss my train next. I'm gonna miss that my connection and blah 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 blah. It's horrible. I had to work for um, for two years. I had to go to Zurich by train every day um, for work, and it's like literally there's people just running around and oh, it's two minutes late. I'm gonna miss my connection and like after half a year, just told myself, you, you, I'm never gonna run on the train. If it if I miss it, it misses. If I'm gonna be late, I'm gonna be late. Same old shit's gonna be there anyway. So <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really matter. Um, so that that is good for your mental health, especially because everyone's so stressed out, especially in the Swiss German speaking part. The French speaking, they have it way more down. They just don't care if they're late. They're late if they're have an appointment they're late doesn't matter lunchtime means uh we play some cards and we drink a bottle of white wine um they have it way more down than we hear in the swiss german speaking part are the trains on time in all parts of the country or are they are they yeah. more late over in the french part yeah yeah it's all connected okay okay it's all connected. <laughs> whatever happened to swiss airlines oh it's still around it's swiss called it's called swiss now but so but it's it, part of a star that's like swiss a different that's like a different company, right? They like went defunct and then came back or? They, they got grounded because of just, because they did not have any money anymore. So they got, they, they, the whole fleet got grounded. There's actually a blockbuster movie about the whole thing called Grounding. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I think they had some embezzlement and stuff like that. But then from one day of the other, it just got grounded, which wasn't, I, I was smaller or younger than that so i don't really remember but i remember the, it being a big ass topic here in switzerland okay grounding yeah and, but they they rebranded it they rebranded it now it's swiss it's part of the star alliance so singapore airlines and all that kind of stuff goes in there um and it's a pretty nice airline yeah so i know the, the original swiss airlines was was definitely a point of pride nationally right very good absolute very absolutely. good experience very good you know service absolutely it was the it was like the like yeah the, like the, like the, the poster child of switzerland yeah 
like all the cliches were there. You got your yeah, you got your Toblerone, you got <laughs> you got your you got your swatches and all that. Everything was just on Switzerland, Switzerland, Switzerland. There's this thing in Switzerland which is called Swissness, which in marketing means you can get like yeah, you can double the price once you have the certificate, which is called Swissness. So that means exactly those quality. It's high quality. It's 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 um, uh, it, yeah, high quality. It's it's uh, the best of the best. It's punctual. It's all those those attributes you 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 have with Switzerland. It's that, and and you as soon as you put that on your pack, it's everyone thinks, oh, it's Switzerland. Yeah, that's good. That must be good. Well, it's such an iconic, uh, you know logo or flag or or you know icon there too it's just you know it just it just screams switzerland right <laughs> it's a good yeah, brand it is that's i mean it works for us so i never met a guy if, or, or or person if i'd say yeah i'm from switzerland and went, oh you're a, you're an asshole but that never happened they're always like oh switzerland either they think you're like yeah tiny switzerland you're cute or they're they're very interested in like, but that changed a lot. Like 20 years ago, everyone thought we were Swedish. <laughs> so that if you go to if you go to the states, I remember being in the states in 1998. Like if you said you're from Switzerland, they think, oh, you do ice fishing. No, that's the Swedish people. <laughs> like they, they they always mix those two countries up, ever. It's, it's incredible. But now that changed a lot. I don't know this- why, but. This movie, it's a drama. It's like a, it's like a recreation. It's not even like a documentary. It's like a recreation of, of yeah, yeah, last days actual, of the airline. Okay. Yeah, it's an actual movie. Yeah. Interesting. It's quite old. I think it's t- it's ten years old by now. Okay. I think. So do you when you fly? Do you typically fly, you know, over to Zurich and then, or take a train to Zurich and then fly out of there? Or do you fly out of Basel to, you know? So everything Basel, like. Or, Everything intercontinental usually leaves from Zurich. Um, Basel has an airport, uh, which we share with, with, uh, with France, with Milouz, which is very, very practical. Uh, so though, all those like discount airlines like EasyJet and so on, they're all leave from here. But if, I have, if you go to, I don't know, Singapore or the States or wherever, you usually leave from Zurich. Zurich has a very nice airport. Have you ever get, been to Zurich Airport? I know you guys like your airports. I have. Well, the only time I've been to Switzerland, I went in. God, what was that? Nineteen ninety-eight. It was uh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's a long time. Summer of nineteen ninety-eight. We we did the whole you know American tour of Switzerland. We went yeah. to Interlaken, all that stuff. But and then and then actually rolled into Paris during the World Cup and had no idea the World Cup was going on. <laughs> like that's just the which day, typical, which day one yeah, typical American. which day one that year? No. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was, it was, there was a bunch of Brazilians there. We're like, what are all these Brazilians doing here in Paris? And then we realized that it was a world cup. So. I remember actually being in the States in 1998, like in the Monument Valley when, when the final was, because it was Italy against France and the, the relatives that went there, they're Italian or semi-Italian. So they hated the result of it. But I remember actually being in the States then. It was a very, very fun vacation. And I can remember 1994, I believe the U.S. and Switzerland played a World Cup group match. That I, in the U.S., that I think yeah. they they drew. Yeah, I think it was in Detroit, maybe at the old Silverdome. They drew, and I remember it being a free kick at the goal uh, which Switzerland made from Schalke. This guy 
still he's still around and he lives off that memory so every time <laughs> everyone tells the name oh you're the guy who scored that free kick against uh, in the u.s <laughs> it's still like so like yeah we're sometimes we're very very small minded and <laughs> all those memories they're still around that awesome. was the, that was the first first experience i had with the with uh with swiss national football well i was gonna say that's kind of my first memory of the u.s men's national yeah. team yeah that's funny yeah <laughs> so that was it that, that was like an epic because i used to i used to play football and i'm still breathing i have a lot of friends who are still professional footballers here in europe and um i remember that being like the first memory like Italy against Brazil, Brazil with Romario and Bebeto and yeah. on Italy side, you had, you had Roberto Baggio. I mean, I was a seven-year-old kid. I had like the same like locks he had, like at the back, like that ugly ponytail he, he was rocking. If I look at the pictures, I'm, I'm ashamed like hell. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was it. Soccer is, is, is everything here, over here, still is. Yep, yep. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I think we've covered... Switzerland. I don't this think we've made awesome. any, <laughs> any sort of mistakes. I don't think we have any mea culpas next week. Um, you just pass those along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just forward them right along. You'll be down in Italy. Not a care in the world, you know. Not a care yeah. in the world, really. <laughs> I, I, I just live. They go in here and out there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> grocery stores. Oh, oh, grocery store, of course. Yeah, yeah. we got to tell us about the. Grocery. Yeah, tell us about the grocery store scene. So we got two here. Uh, two big companies, which are also, I think, the biggest companies based in Switzerland. There, um, one is called Coop, um, and the other one's called Miko. In Switzerland, when you when you grow up, you're either a Coop child or you're a Miko child. It's like depends what you where your family's going shopping. Coop is the kind of uh, is the is the store where you have. Um, the, the brands so for instance when it was lived there was the only place to get a coke or barilla pasta or whatsoever and migo was always the place where you have um they, they had their their home brands so i i was a coke child all the time because you had those brands you, you got a red bull you got the, you got it from the got from the coke you didn't get it at migo because migo had their own thing which was always a little bit off uh but and and in Cope you can buy alcohol as well. Miko never had alcohol. Still still does until this day. But they do have different like sub companies or sub stores like discounters where they sell only alcohol. So it's just those two, and um, they own a shitload of real estate. Um, they own gasoline stations. Um, everything. It's pretty. Yeah. It's just those two. <laughs> Why doesn't Negros do do alcohol? Is it is that's there... that's that's just their their strategy since ever and ever. They, I I read something about that they want to change that now, but they want you to go to the other store to the it's called Denno, which is kind of a discount. There I think seventy percent in there is just alcohol you can buy. So they own that too. So they want you to go there. Okay, and then I see I see Volg and Spar, a couple of smaller ones that are. <laughs> Volgens Bosbar is kind of an uh, international thing. I think it's an. I think it's actually German. And Volk is more. There's Volk and Landi, which is kind of like more for the. It's, it's not so much in the city. It's more in the countryside. Okay. So you have 
fresh regional projects there, uh, products there, and uh, yeah, it's, but they are very tiny compared to Miko and Coop. Coop and Miko yeah. are the big players. And then what about Aldi and Lidl? Or Aldi, Aldi and Lidl, they're both uh, also German, and they're discounts okay. through and through. So you get the, the cheapest stuff there, which is not usually the worst. There's like in Aldi, you have a lot of products which get tested and compared to the others, which usually like have a better result than, than, than others. But it's like really that's discount stuff. Okay. And yeah. also just home brands, just like, yeah, just Aldi and little brands. And then if you want to spend a ton of money, you go to Manor, Globus, you, or you Aldi. go exactly. Exactly. You go to Globus <laughs> if you want to spend a lot of money. They, but they do have some really, really good stuff. For instance, if I if I want to like have if I want to have fresh fish, I usually go to Globus because they have a just the freshest. But it's the prices are ridiculous sometimes. For tomatoes, a couple of hundred grams, you pay like 12, 15 bucks, which is just insane compared to yeah. yeah if you compare that to to Lidl or stuff like that, it's insane. And Mono belongs to, I think it's also, don't, don't let me lie, it's Coop or Migo, one of, the, one of those. They, it okay. belongs to them as well. But it has a, has a different clientele and obviously a different like, positioning and strategy. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm well, ready, I'm ready yep. to go to Switzerland. I know. Oh, uh, You're oh, always yeah. welcome here. Thank you. Always. You're always welcome in certain parts. Probably, probably not welcome in Bern after this, right? Well, I was, I was connecting with the folks in Bern. I, I felt like, you know, being a little slower, taking your time. I, I could see myself Listen, in Bern. It's a lovely city. It's a lo I love it. I've just been there like the past weekend on Friday. I spent the, spent the afternoon there. It's a lovely, lovely city. Absolutely. They've got a great with lovely people. Too. Awesome. Great. Uh, flag and like coat of arms as well. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The flag with the, with the bear. Yeah. And the, yeah, no, it's a it's an absolutely lovely place. It's just like it's difficult to power right four cities. So, Burn <laughs> just had to take the short straw. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Well, Pascal, thank you so much for um, sharing your wisdom and and thoughts on all things Switzerland. This was very enjoyable. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling it wisdom. That's also very kind of you. <laughs> Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who